Well, welcome to On The Way. I'm Pastor Kevin, and I'm here with Pastor Jeff. And however, and wherever you are listening or watching today, we're so glad you're tuned in to On The Way. Whether you're listening on the radio, you're listening on your favorite podcasting app, or you're viewing us on YouTube, thanks for tuning in today. Pastor Jeff, we've been talking about this series, Searching for Satisfaction. You know what one of the things that really brings me satisfaction? Um, Ice cream. Yes. I know you like ice cream. I love ice cream. You know what else I like? I don't know. What is that? Candy. Candy. Sometimes you just got to taste the candy, man. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, you do. Uh, be ashamed to walk past the candy store and not, <laughs> and not grab go it. in there you and get this candy. And so, like, M&M's <laughs> are my favorite candy. Right? What's your favorite candy? I, oh, gosh. Okay, so don't think me weird. I, I like okay. I like the circus peanuts, okay? Really? Yeah, but you can't take them right straight out of the bag. You got to open the bag and let it sit for a couple of days and let them get a little, a little almost stale. Okay. And that's when you can eat them because those things never go bad. I mean, you can leave them on the yeah, you leave them forever. dashboard of your car for a month and they'll never change. Well, but if you eat too much candy, yeah, what it will do is it will affect your heart. Yeah. And that's what we're going to talk about today. What we're, our premise is today is that everyone needs a heart transplant. And this is not a, we've not transitioned uh, to our listeners, our regular listeners. This is not now a medical show. Right. Yeah, <laughs> we're, 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 we're not, not talking, no. We're not talking about an actual <laughs> organ that you need. And, and some people do need that. Yes, All, all kidding aside. Right. But what Matthew chapter 5 has been telling us about searching for satisfaction. And mm. we've been learning uh, as we've been going through this series the last few uh, programs that satisfaction is not found in having the right circumstances, right. which is what we think. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it's actually found in having the right attitude. Mm. What was the quote from the from uh, the the billionaire that you quoted that mm. said, uh, if I, what is satisfaction? He said, just a little bit more. Just a little that? bit more. And actually, Jesus, in the beginning of his most famous sermon called the Sermon on the Mount, mm. there's a section called the Beatitudes, or as I like to say, the attitudes that ought to be, yeah. okay? The attitudes yeah. we ought to have. And what he says here in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 8, he says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Mm. And again, I believe we all need all in need of a heart transplant. But right. when the Bible talks about heart, Pastor Jeff, by and large, it's really not talking about the organ that's pumping right. blood through our body, is it? No, it's not. It's not talking about the actual physical organ in your body that's pumping and keeping us alive. But if you think about it, a heart is kind of the, the center. It's mm. the center of our life. It's really you can't be alive without your heart. Yeah. Or without something functioning as your heart. So I think when it's talking about the heart, when it says love the Lord your God with all your heart, it's not talking about all of your muscle. Mm. It's talking about all of uh, of everything that's within you. Yeah, your, your being, your, right. your, your emotions, yeah. maybe your, your, your personality. It's just, just who the real... So blessed are the pure in heart. And, you know, as Americans, we're very concerned with purity, right? I mean, we, we, we want pure water. We want pure air. We want, yeah. uh, we want to eat food that has, you know, been approved by the USDA or something. <laughs> right. Doesn't you have know, any GMOs in doesn't it. Doesn't have bad stuff in we it. We bought it at Whole Foods, you know. <laughs> but we tend to overlook the most important thing, and that is having a mm. pure heart. Yeah. 
And, yeah. and that idea of pure has the idea, again, of integrity, of authenticity. Uh, it, it could be translated, blessed is the one who is authentic. Mm. Uh, blessed is the one who is real. Blessed is the one who's not a phony, because that person will see God. Yeah. And, and so if that's the case, I guess we need to start with, our listener might say, well, wait a second, my heart's not that bad. Right. I mean, I'm a pretty good yeah. person. I mean, I... I try to, you know, pay my taxes, love my family and do mm. the right thing. I mean, yeah, I mess up every now and then, but don't we all? I mean, people might say, well, I'm, I'm a pretty good person. Right. So you're, you're saying right. I need a heart transplant, but <laughs> really there's nothing wrong with my heart, is there? Well, there is something wrong with your heart. There's something wrong with my heart. There's something wrong with yours. There's something wrong mm. with every one of our listeners' hearts. And the truth is, <clears throat> excuse me, we all have a problem. And mm. the problem in our heart is that, you know, we might think we're good people, but we're really not. Mm. If you read Scripture, Romans chapter 3, it says there is no one righteous, not even one. There's no one who understands. There's no one who seeks after God. Everyone has turned away. We've become worthless. There's no one who does what is good, not even one. And then it goes on and says all have sinned. And the problem is the sin in our heart that that corrupts our heart that that changes our heart so the problem to having a pure heart is that our heart is diseased it's that's why a a person in their physical life would need a heart transplant because it can't function the way it's supposed to we need a spiritual heart transplant because our spiritual heart our, our inner being is corrupted it's diseased yeah and we're all born with what the bible calls a sin nature yeah i, I love what the psalmist said in psalm 51 and verse 5 uh, i was sinful at birth mm. uh, sinful from the time my mother conceived me <laughs> it, 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 yeah. you know and the proof is you, you never have to teach an infant to do wrong right yeah you know we come out yeah. of the womb and uh it's Paul, the opposite you have to yeah, teach, them to, do teach right. them to do right <laughs> yeah and that's why we like to say the heart of the issue is an issue of your heart right whatever exactly. our struggle is you know and, and that's why information our renewal our religion is never enough what we need is a heart <clears throat> transplant we we need a new heart because we've all done something or said something and we thought something and we thought man where in the world did that come from and the answer is because we have a diseased heart. And, yeah, and, and there's yeah. a battle that goes on within me, Paul said in Romans chapter 7. The good I want to do is what I don't do, but yeah. what I don't want to do is what I end up doing. Oh, yeah. And there's this mm. battle, this sin nature, and then, and our heart is diseased. So when something's diseased, you, I guess we need to diagnose it. Yeah, we do. And Jeremiah chapter 17 has has a wonderful uh, synopsis, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I guess you could say, or a diagnosis yeah. of our heart. It says, the heart is more deceitful than anything else, and it's incurable. Who can understand it? We, we've got to, I think when we approach this aspect or this idea of finding satisfaction mm-hmm. and we say, well, I'm a good person, why are these bad things happening to me? We've not diagnosed ourselves correctly. Yeah, I mean, sometimes if if you were to ask somebody, what's the most deceitful thing in the world today? You know, the media, politicians, <laughs> you know, Hollywood, right? right yeah. Some con yeah. artist. Well, the answer is actually the human heart. Right. Because the heart yeah. is deceitful above all things. Mm. 
Yeah. Who can know it? I mean, you know, I was talking to a lady the other day, Pastor Jeff, and uh, her her husband treats her badly. Uh, mm. Husband, you know, never goes to church, mm. curses like a sailor. Uh. But then she said to me, "But but Pastor Kevin, he has a good heart." And wow. no, that's the problem. Right. The problem yeah. is he does his heart. Sometimes people say, well, we, I just, I'm just going to let my heart be my guide. Mm. No. Or I'm being true to me. I'm being true to my heart. You know, right, yeah. the Bible says, he who trusts in his own heart is a fool. Right. Yeah, but, well, I know my heart. You know, it's never let me down. Well, well really? Huh. Because Jeremiah 17, 10, I, the Lord, search the heart. He diagnoses mm. it. He, he is the one that helps us understand. So when we get back after the break, we need really a doctor (laughs) to help us really understand where we are. If we're going to have satisfaction, we have to have a pure heart. We'll be right back after this short break. Have you been enjoying On The Way with Pastor Kevin and Pastor Jeff? If so, then feel free to check us out wherever you listen to your podcast for more episodes. For any more information, please check out our website at www.fincastlebaptist.org slash OTW, or you can send us an email at OTW at fincastlebaptist.org. That's OTW at fincastlebaptist.org. Now back to On the Way with Pastor Kevin and Pastor Jeff. Well, welcome back to On the Way. I'm Pastor Jeff here with Pastor Kevin, and we are talking about searching for satisfaction. And satisfaction isn't found in the right circumstances. It's found in we're having the right attitude. And our attitudes kind of come from our center of our emotions, from the center of our being. Because, you know, if you, if you bump a glass, what's inside of that glass is going to come out. Yeah. And so we want we to, there's no way for us to talk about finding satisfaction without coming down to there needs to be some change internally. At the very seat of our emotions, the very seat of our our being, what the Bible calls the heart. And we're not talking about the physical organ, but we're talking about the actual, uh, the the, the center of your being. And this is so important because of what Jesus says in Matthew 5. (coughs) Blessed are the pure in heart, Mm. for they will see God. So if that's true, the converse is probably also true. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and so what Jesus yeah. is saying here, it, the problem, though, is, as we talked about last segment is, though, all of us need a heart transplant right. because all of our hearts are diseased because we're all sinners in need of a savior. Yeah. And, and you know, the thing about having a heart transplant is you can't do that to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, Good. I can't remember the last person that I said yeah. that has ever said to me, hey, I, I just I was really feeling bad. So I went home. I gave myself a real quick heart transplant and <laughs> yeah. now I'm OK. Yeah. Um, but it kind of reminds me of a little joke here. We're talking about heart transplants. You know, we all we all need a heart transplant. We're talking spiritually and metaphorically here. But um you know, what is the worst thing to hear? What could be the possible, the worst possible thing you could hear when you're lying on the operating table in the middle of a heart transplant? Oops. No, <laughs> anything. I mean, oh, I don't, yeah. don't want to hear anything. Yeah. I want to be out, you know? <laughs> that would be, yeah. Yeah, the right. worst thing would be hearing anything. Yeah, I don't want to hear yeah. anything. I just do it while I'm asleep. I don't want to know anything about it. <laughs> well, and, it, and uh, when, when we think about a new heart, the great thing is that's what mm-hmm. the Bible promises those of us that have 
come to know Christ as Savior, those mm. of us that are on the way to heaven. Yeah. I love what Ezekiel 36 says, I will give you a new heart Yes. and put mm. a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh, and I will put my spirit in you. You know, a pure heart, Pastor Amen. Jeff, is really a new heart. It reminds me of what Paul said, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone, yeah. the new has come. Right. I was just, just pulling up that verse because I, I was thinking mm. of 2 Corinthians five seventeen. Yeah. while you were talking about that. Yeah. And I see that now that it's right there on our notes. Yeah. <laughs> I did not notice that. Uh, so the problem to having a pure heart is that our heart is not naturally pure. And we have to realize that our heart is diseased and we've got to diagnose our heart correctly. And Jeremiah tells us that our heart is wicked and we need a doctor, somebody to do this transplant for us, somebody to give us a heart transplant. And Jesus is the one who is that doctor who says, I came for the sick, not for the healthy. I came for the people who were messed up, not the people who got it all together. Because to be honest, we're all none of us have it all up. together that's right so he came for all of us right because we all have a sin nature yeah. we all have the same disease it's called life and as we go through life we blow it we fail god we break his commandments we yeah. sin if you will yeah so as we normally do in this podcast and this show mm. is we like to give you some practical steps yeah. some some helpful ways that you might be able to help figure out, diagnose, you know, move on to having a pure heart. So let's talk about that. What are some steps to having a pure heart? How well, I think we the this? first one is to just, we've stated it, but just to restate it and make it clear is to make sure that you have a new heart, mm. you know, that I have let Christ come into my heart, that I've asked him to save me, right. uh, that I've committed my life to him, that I am on the way to heaven, that I don't think I'm going to heaven. I don't hope I'm going to heaven. I'm not pretty sure I'm going to heaven. Yeah. I know. And once I have done that, while I'm on the way to heaven, that doesn't mean I'm going to be perfect. It doesn't right. mean that I won't right. make mistakes and I won't blow it. Mm. And so when we're talking about keeping our heart pure, because blessed are the pure in heart, they will see God. I think the first thing we need to do is, and, it, and it's kind of freaky in a way, is to remember that God sees everything. Yeah. That can't hide anything yeah. from him. Mm. And so I need to yeah. really be conscious of his presence. I, I, right. I love what Jesus said in Matthew chapter six, your father will see what is done in secret and, reward and he will reward you. I mean, there, yeah. there, there's yeah. some things we probably mm. don't want God to see, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. But Hebrews says I'm nothing sure. in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Wow. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of the one that we're going to have to give an account. I mean, that's comforting that I know that God sees everything. Right, yeah. But it's also a little convicting, isn't it? Yeah, well, the psalmist says, where can I go from your mm. presence? Uh, if I go to the heights of, of heaven, you're there. If I go to the depths of hell, you're there. It, there is nothing hidden from God's sight. But so many times we're, we're aware of other people. Yeah. You know, we're, we're trying to seek their approval or maybe... Uh, we're aware, trying to have a certain image on social media or what have you, but or we're aware of what we wear and the outfit and our fashion clothes. But sure, you sure, we really got to be conscious of the fact that God it sees everything, hmm. and if I really want to reduce some stress and pressure and tension in my life, I I got to be aware 
of his presence and live to please him. I can't mm-hmm. please everybody, but I can please the Lord. Yeah. So we need to remember that God sees everything to, mm-hmm. to sum that up. Uh, what's the next way? I think the next one is, I, I think it comes down to our motives. You know, we've yeah. we, we got to be, so many times when it comes to this thing, we're, it's God who tests our hearts, First mm-hmm. Thessalonians 2. Uh, we shouldn't try to please men, you know, mm-hmm. and, and he will expose First Corinthians 4, 5, sure. the motives of our hearts. It, it's right. not just what I do, but why I do it yeah. uh, that matters. Yeah, exactly. Like Proverbs 24 says that God knows and judges your motives. Wow. <laughs> you know, and we, we as Christians a lot of times say, well, I'm not, I shouldn't judge. The truth of the matter is we really should. Yeah. The Bible tells us to discern and judge right and wrong. It doesn't say that we judge those people's motives or and, and, we, we really ought to judge ourselves more harshly than we do other people. And, and oftentimes we don't. But Because we can do the right thing in the wrong way. Yeah. And yeah. matter of fact, the next chapter, Matthew chapter 6, this is exactly what Jesus goes on to mm-hmm. talk about in the Sermon on the Mount. And he says there's three main things that people often do. It's the right thing to do, but we do it in the wrong way. Right. Yeah. He, he says, you know, giving. A lot right. of people, you know, give, but they it's the right thing to give, but we do it in the wrong way. And he talks about it that in Matthew chapter 6. Be careful not to do your acts of righteousness mm-hmm before people in order to get their approval. And, and then there's even right. praying. He yeah. talks about how people pray. Have you ever been to... It's I mean, the not Lord's to, Prayer is in yeah, that passage, chapter yeah. 6. And not yeah. to be critical of other people's prayers, but especially if you've ever been to maybe a, a service at church where someone is <laughs> called on to pray. Oh, boy. And they pray in, like, King James, if you will. They, yeah. They, they, they yeah. pray so the differently thou from the way they talk. Thou art. and Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't yeah. Know. And then the third <laughs> thing Jesus is mentioning is fasting. And he says, right. you know, even you can fast, a good thing, but you can do it the wrong way. Hmm. So I think, I think when it comes down to it, if I'm going to have a pure heart, I've got to remember that he sees everything, and I've got to kind of check my motives. Right. Right. And then I think we have to respond to that. Mm. And we've got to, we've got to, once we've done those two things, we've got to realign our priorities. And I Mm. think that involves much more time than we have right now at this break. So let's get into that right after this break. You've been listening to On the Way with Pastor Kevin and Pastor Jeff. We'd love to invite you to Fincastle Baptist Highlands Campus. We're excited for you to join our church family. With programs and events for men, women, kids, youth, and the general church, you are sure to find a place to belong and feel connected to our community. On Sundays at 9.30 a.m., we have connect groups where you can study the Bible and share life experiences. Then at 10.45 a.m., join us for our in-person service with live worship and a message from one of our pastors. If you have kids, we've got you covered. Your children can join us for a biblical time of lessons. Kids Church happens at the same time as our main services, so both you and your child can hear the Word of God. Our youth don't get left out on Sundays either. On Sunday evenings at 6 p.m., Fancastle Students Ignite happens. This is a great time of fellowship, games, and study in God's Word. There are a lot more events happening at Fincastle Baptist, and for more information, visit us at www.fincastlebaptist.org highlands. Now, back to On the Way with Pastor Kevin and Pastor what? Jeff. Well, welcome back to On The Way. I'm Pastor Kevin here with Pastor Jeff, and we're so glad you're tuned in today. Pastor Jeff, we're talking about a 
heart mm. transplant. Yep. We're talking about where Jesus said that famous verse, blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. Yeah. And we've been talking about just some practical steps to have a pure mm-hmm. heart. Yeah. Uh, we said we got to remember that God sees everything. We've got to kind of check our motives. And right before the break, you said we, if we do that, it really is going to force us to kind of realign our priorities. Yeah. That, that yeah. we really got to be really controlled by the Spirit. So what, what's that mean? How do I do that practically? <laughs> what, what are some ways yeah. that I can, I mean, you hear people say that all the time. I got to get my priorities in order. Well, I, <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, I mean, priorities inform our actions. Mm. So you've got to look at your activities. You got to see, I mean, where are you spending your time? Where are you spending your money? Because honestly, if if you claim to be a Christian and Jesus hasn't affected your checkbook, mm-hmm. he, you know, I mean, he will. So you need to maybe look at that. You got to look at your activities. What are you placing as a higher priority in your life than maybe church attendance or maybe a, a Bible study or spending time in God's Word? Look at your activities would be the first thing that I would say. Yeah, I mean, I. Somebody had said a long time ago that if you want to see what's really important to someone, you check their date book mm-hmm. and you check their checkbook. Right. You know, you yeah. look at their calendar, how they there spend their time, and then you look how they spend their money. You look at their checkbook register. It, what I say is not as important as what I do. And exactly. I might say that I'm a Christian. Exactly. I might say that God's number one in my life. I might say that he's important to me. But really, you know, the Bible says God wants the, the first— part of my day he wants the first day of my week right and he wants the first part of my paycheck yeah is what he says he, he wants the first part of my day that you know i should seek him and have a yeah. daily quiet time we mm. call it a time of devotion reading and prayer he wants the first day of my week sunday, sunday. day sure. of worship you yeah. know yeah. uh and he wants the first part of my paycheck, my, my tithe, the Bible calls it. So I've got to, I got to really check my activities. But what what else do I do besides checking my activities? How well, how we, can I you, you know I, I want to get my priorities in order, Pastor Jeff? I mean, yep. what, what do you say to somebody? Well, look at your activities, and we'll stick with the A theme here. Look with uh, look at your anxieties. Where what causes you anxiety? How, what are you worrying about? You know, Matthew 6, uh, we've referenced that passage, which it's funny that Jesus kind of, it's not funny. Jesus had a plan. Right. (laughs) He planned out his sermon. Right. This wasn't just a haphazard thing. He thought through it. And uh, Matthew chapter 6, he follows up these beatitudes in Matthew 6 with the end. He talks about, and even the chapter, the title in my Bible is obviously it's not inspired. Somebody added that there, but it says the cure for anxiety. Wow. Yeah, and when we think about anxiety, the listen, a lot of anxiety is going to have you fail in life. Right. Okay? Yeah. Uh, you're not going to be a success in life. And so when we think of the five most common things that people worry about, okay. they're all in Matthew chapter 6. Right. Okay? We worry about finances. Mm-hmm. We worry about food. We worry about our fitness. We worry about our fashion. And we worry about our future. Hmm. And those five things, <laughs> if I think about it, they're all right there in Matthew chapter 6. 
we all do it. We, we right. worry about our finances. Yep. You know, do I have enough money? Where my money's going? How do I make more money? And when we worry about that, a lot of times we don't do what you said before, where God wants the first part right. of our finances. We say, well, I just don't have enough when I'm done paying my bills mm. to give money to God. And that's why God says, give it to me first. And then we worry about food. Even Jesus said, you know, why do you worry about what you'll eat? Look at the birds of the air. He uses as an illustration. And then we worry about our fitness. We worry about how long we're going to live and trying to keep our body, you know, in shape. And and, and Jesus, and then we worry about our fashion, what we're going to wear and the clothes that we have. And then ultimately we worry about our future. And Jesus says, you know, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So I, I love your suggestion to look at our anxieties. Yeah. To absolutely. look at our activities. Well, you got that A thing the a rolling, one. man. What's yeah. what's your third one? I got one? a third one. The third one is look at your ambitions. Hmm. Look at look at what you're thinking about. You know, scripture tells us in again, it's in Matthew chapter six, hmm. verse thirty-three. He says, Jesus says seek first after he's talked about all these things why are you worried about all of these anxieties and then he says seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all of these things that you're worried about are going to be provided for you and if we're not talking prosperity gospel here right. where if you if you send the church a dollar then god's right. going to give you 10 no i don't that might be the way it works for you it hasn't worked that way for me. No. <laughs> Is it for you? No. Not at all. And God did that because he knows I can't handle that. So right. he doesn't do that for me. He doesn't bless me in that way, but he blesses me in other ways. And I think our ambitions, what we're looking at, what we're striving for, we've got to really look for those if we're realigning our priorities. And so if I do it, Pastor Jeff, if I say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really... I'm going to try to be controlled by the Spirit. I'm going to yeah. get my activities, my anxieties, my ambitions. I'm, I, I, I'm going to really, man, I, I'm going to try to be pure in, in heart. Yeah. Uh, it says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Well, right. I mean, not in a kind of, not in a boastful way, but what's in it for me? I mean, so many people yeah. want, okay, well, what's in it for me? Right. If, if I do that and if I follow what Jesus said here, you know, what, what what's the results? What's the if result? You will? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's right there in the verse. Hmm. It starts actually in, in verse eight. It says, Blessed are the pure in heart. And we've said it several times as we've been going through this. Blessed can mean happy. Mm-hmm. So the person who is pure in heart is a happy person. Yeah. If I'm aware of God's presence in my life. Right. If I am confident that I will see God one day, I'm confident that I'm on the way to heaven. I mean, if I have my priorities in order, right? if I've limited my anxieties, I, 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 I'm thinking about the right kind of things, I mean, I'll be satisfied. That is the secret to satisfaction. That's it. That's it. And that produces happiness because that's what we're ultimately looking mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not only that, it says, blessed are the pure in heart, but they, for they will see God. I think I think that means heaven. Yeah, yeah. Don't we all you know, want that? We, right? we, you we, know? Yeah, and I, and I'm not saying that this blessed are the pure in heart. Having a pure heart makes you a Christian. Right. That's something else, and and we do get a pure heart from being saved. Jesus comes, and and as we read in Second Corinthians or First Corinthians five, it makes makes a, a heart new. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's. That's what we're wanting. The God of this age, says 2 Corinthians 4, has blinded unbelievers so they can't see the light of the gospel. When we believe the gospel, 
we get a new heart. Yeah, you know, the greatest heart specialist in the world. He has known the world over for heart transplants. Mm-hmm. He has never once lost a patient. Mm. He even makes house calls. <laughs> and then he himself has already paid the bill. Mm. And his name is Jesus Christ. Wow. And maybe today you need to make sure you've received a heart transplant, that you are on the way to heaven. Because maybe you've really messed up. Maybe, you know, you, you've really blown it. Well, you know, there was a guy in the Bible. His name was David. He had committed murder and adultery, and he came to Dr. Jesus, and he said, create in me a new heart, a clean heart, fulfill with clean thoughts and clean desires. And you know what? God did it for that guy. And God will do it for you today. Amen. And if we can help you with that, we would love to be able to help you. Just send us a note here at On The Way. The email address will follow shortly. Thanks so much for listening today. You've been listening to On The Way with Pastor Kevin and Pastor Jeff. Do you have a question for the pastors? Feel free to email us at otw at fincastlebaptist.org. To listen to more On The Way, visit fincastlebaptist.org slash on the way. Or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for joining us while you are on the way.